Hello and welcome to our Bible teaching. We're going to continue our series tonight on the miraculous. Um, we've specifically been looking at faith and miracles. Now, we did some things before that where we talked about the power of God uh, con connected to miracles. And, you know, we spent some time really expanding our thinking about what God can actually do and just thinking through some of these miracles. And I'm going to do some more of that, but we need to hear a little bit about what I'm talking about right now. And I've been doing this very much as a line upon line teaching because I believe we need to see some things. Uh, we need to see uh, the connection between the miraculous and faith. Many people have not seen this connection. And in fact, some people are resistant to this connection. But I've shown you, we haven't explored it in depth yet, but I've shown you that the, the Bible mentions faith or connects faith in a number of times with miracles. Now, some people are struggling with the whole idea of, of do we need faith for healing? You know, and that's another whole discussion. But when you take this a step further and you begin to look at the miraculous, Peter walking on water. Well, after he sank, Jesus commented on his faith. Uh, Hebrews 11 talks about connects faith in some way to the miracle of the crossing of the Red Sea and the splitting of the Red Sea and the falling of the walls of Jericho. And that incredible manifestation of the power of God. And so we need to explore this. If something's in the Bible, we need to hear it. We, we, we mustn't just resist and push it away and, and just think, no, we, you know, we don't want to hear that. So I'm dwelling on this particular truth and we're exploring a little bit of things. And hello, good morning, good evening, sorry, those who are saying hello. But, um, you know, many times the things of God, uh, in order to flow and operate in them, we need a mentality change. We need to change some things. And one of the, uh, one of the reasons... Uh, a lot of people struggle to experience or receive miracles in their life is because we're so naturally minded. The way we think is so governed by the natural realm, the world around us and the things of the natural. And often in order to get us to step into some things, God has to change our thinking. Uh, sometimes we just think, you know, well, you know, I think, OK, I think, you know, pretty churchy. I think in line with Christians and, 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 and we're quite content just to keep thinking the way we do. And, uh, and, and then we just want God to do things. But it doesn't work like that. Very often in order to step into something new, in order to step into something higher or greater or beyond where you are right now, it's going to require some thinking changes. It's going to require uh, not just believing and getting excited and, and praying for something to happen, but very often thinking changes. You see, if we were thinking right in the first place, we'd be walking in these things already. But one of the reasons we're not, one of the big reasons we're not, is because uh, we're, we're so governed by the natural in our thinking. And the word of God, the reason God has given us and taught us things in his word is because he's trying to show us his way, his way of thinking the way he operates, and he's trying to get us to adjust according to that. And many times Christians, they resist adjusting. This is why teaching is important. This is why hearing the word is important, because it, it, it's designed to get us to change our thinking, our believing, to line it up with the way God thinks and the way God does things. And if we're going to have more miracles, we need some thinking changes. We need some belief changes. We need to, if the way we were thinking and believing now was fully correct about these things, we would be having more miracles. 
The very reason that we're not, and the reason we're struggling to get some, some miracles and manifestations of power, isn't because God's holding out. It's because there's some, some adjustments that need to happen in our thinking, things that are holding us back. See, it's not okay for us to just continue thinking and believing the way we are and then just say, well, God, you just move anyway. You know, uh, God is not going to adjust himself to us. We must adjust ourselves to him. And more than ever right now, it is so important that people get teaching. Large portions of the church do not value the need for teaching right now. And I'm going to say some things. I'm going to show you in the word some of the things I'm about to say. But there's a lot of people that are praying for God to do things. Now, that might be praying for things in their personal life. They might be praying, oh, God, you know, move in my life. I need something to happen. I need healing or I need finances or I need this answered prayer. And, and praying is good. I thank God for the strong prayers that are connected to this ministry. And some of them are watching right now. We've got some real good prayers. And I love that. And I appreciate that. And I mean, I believe in the power of prayer. But I, I need to say something as well. Because there's an, an area, even in the realm of prayer, we need a little bit of an adjustment in our thinking. And, and, and it's this. Very often we are praying for things to happen. But we haven't connected the importance of praying to listening. Sometimes I'm going to show you some things. Sometimes we, we, we God do this, God do this, and we and we think now that I've prayed, I just got to keep asking. I just got to keep getting. I pray, God, I, and and this this applies in the realm of revival. Some people sometimes you know we're praying. I know we're we're believing God for revival. And people are saying, God, move, move by your power. We need a revival. God, move by your spirit. Uh, pray, 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 pray. And then we think, well, now that I've prayed, it's, we're just kind of waiting for him to do it. So let's pray some more. God, God, pray, pray, move. Revival, revival. God, we want a revival. And we're missing a step. I'm going to show you in the word. Very often after prayer, we need to hear. Very often, in the, the first response to, to, that God gives us is not a manifestation of power. Very often, he begins to speak some things. Very often, he begins to show some things. He begins to say some things. And it's as we get a hold of what he is saying that the thing gets released and the power gets released. And this is the problem. Many people are praying and then they sit back and say, well, now I'm just waiting for God to do it. I'm going to show you in a moment a number of miracles in the Bible where the miracle would not have happened if they had done exactly that. They, if they prayed and asked and sought God and then just sat back and waited for God to do it, there would have been no miracle and we would not be reading about certain miracles in the Bible right now. Very often, in order for something to be released, in order for there to be a release and a manifestation of power, it started with God saying something speaking something, very often an instruction. And it is as people did and obeyed the instruction that the power and the miracle was released. This is why it's so important to be in a position to listen. Many, I, I, can't, I cannot get this through urgently enough. Large portions of the church are not valuing the importance of listening to teaching of the word. And they think, well, we're just going to pray for God to move. But God has shown us some things in his word that are connected to him moving. And if we push those away and ignore those, our praying is not going to just produce the results by itself. 
Prayer must work in line with the word. Prayer has got to work in line with the word. And uh, once we pray, we need to listen. We need to hear. See, Proverbs, I'm going to show you this in some miracles in just a moment. But in the, in the Bible, the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Many people know that Proverbs is, is the book of wisdom. I mean, the whole word of God is wisdom, but that is kind of the wisdom part of the wisdom word. <laughs> okay. And it, it is so much in there about wisdom for life. But it's amazing. The first seven or eight chapters, I think it's the first seven, if I'm correct. The first seven or, seven or eight <laughs> chapters of Proverbs, there is a central theme. And that theme is hear what your father is saying. Listen to the instructions of your father. It, it doesn't just say pray and ask God to do it. It says, listen, hear. There is a very important part. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you some things here in a minute. And I want, I, I'm going to answer a question. Why do many people never experience a miracle in, this situa in their situation? And it is because of what I'm saying. And I'm not saying this is every person. Some people are listening. So you don't get condemned, but this will add to, to help the truth and help people to, to get a hold of some things. But you need to realize that's one of the reasons many people never experience the manifestation of the power of God. They never experience the miracle. It, it's not because they're not praying for it. They are, God, we need it. We need it. They pray. But after they pray, they are not listening. Very often God moves. The, what releases his move and his response to our prayers is to speak something. And it's as we grab a hold of what he says and act on that, that the power gets released. Many people are missing that step. And, and let me show you, you, you might say, just before, before you say, I'm just talking out of my own ears here. Let's look at this in the word. You are going to see many miracles in the word happened because God said something, but the person who received the miracle had to hear what God was saying and do something. Act on what was being said. The receiver. Okay. Now, let, let's look here in Luke chapter 5. I want to go to the miracle where Jesus, dis, uh, I, I don't know if they were actually his disciples, and this is quite early on. But P, Simon Peter, they went out and Jesus sent the, uh, basically said to them, you know, they've been trying to fish all night and they're not catching any fish. They're getting no results. Nothing's happening. And Jesus then, basically a miracle happens. They, they go out again. We'll look at the details. They go out again. And where they had not been getting results previously, suddenly they pulled in so many fish that their nets began to break. It was more than they could handle. And this is a manifestation of a miracle. This is, this is God bringing results in a situation where no results were happening before that. So let's hear what the word has to say. I'm going to use this as the foundation. And we're going to draw, look at the same principles in multiple miracles. And they will keep coming back to this passage. Okay. Luke chapter uh, 5. Luke chapter 5. Basically, verse 2 says that there's two, there are two boats that were standing by the lake. And the fishermen had gone and they were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats and, he, and, and because he wanted to teach the multitude. So they... From, for a little while, they put the boat out and they, he's teaching from the multitude, uh, teaching from the boat, teaching the crowd from the boat. And verse four, this is where the miracle begins to start kicking in. It says, when he had stopped speaking, he's been teaching the crowds. When he stopped, he, he said to Simon, Jesus spoke something. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets and let down your nets for a catch. Now, 
Jesus knew they were about to catch something. He, Jesus knew a miracle was going to happen. But I want you to notice how this miracle started. It started with Jesus speaking something, saying something, not speaking to the situation. You're not speaking to the fish, saying fish come forth. He gives an instruction to Simon. This miracle starts with an instruction. And, and he says to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. Now, it's, you could read this and just miss out what's going on here. Jesus did not say, okay, guys, let's all sit in the boat and just watch the fish jump into the boat all by themselves. Jesus didn't say, God, guys, just, you just sit down and do nothing. God's about to do a miracle. Just watch the fish, fish just arrive in your nets. This is not what happened here. This started with something, an instruction being given. And the miracle that happened afterwards was totally dependent upon whether they acted upon that instruction. In other words, they had to hear. They had to hear something was said. They had to hear it. They had to do it. And when they did it, the miracle was released. This is why I said a moment ago, many people are praying for God to do something. And the, the way he starts to respond, you see, the attitude we have is, God, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to sit back and wait for you to do it. And I'm just going to believe God and believe God and believe God's good. Okay, we've taught about that. But many times God begins to show you. He begins to speak. He might speak through his word. He might show you something in your heart. Very often the, the miraculous is released through what God says. And what God says can sometimes bring in instruction. Here, the instruction was, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. And the very next verse says this, when Simon, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. Now, he, that's not the end of what he says, but let me pause there for a moment. You know, right there, he, he's highlighting their lack of results. Now, he's, he's not actually being totally negative. He, he's, he's acknowledging we can't get anything in our own ability. Now, what he said next was important because even though he recognized we're not getting any results, the conclusion he drew at the end was the important conclusion. Hello, Deanna. <laughs> okay. But, you know, so often we, we say something similar. God, we, we've tried. You know, God says, I want you to step out and do this. We God, God, I've tried and it just never works. I don't see the point of doing it again. God says, I'm going to move in that area, in that area of the country. A revival's going to happen. And people say, oh, but it's hard here. You know, it's, we've tried to have revivals and we can't ever have a revival. And, 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 no matter, and, and we, we draw that negative conclusion. Well, we've tried. Now, it's all right to say, okay, we've tried, but because God is speaking, it's going to be different this time. That's okay. That's a good conclusion. But so often we've allowed ourselves to feel hopeless because of all the effort we've put in. And when God tries to speak something, we miss what he's saying because we're so focused on our lack of results and not things not happening. Look at what happens here. Simon says to, to Jesus, Master, we've toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, this is where the important change came. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. He recognized this. He came to the right conclusion. He, he heard what Jesus said, and he said, I'm going to act on it. I'm going to do that. Now, think about this in the opposite for a moment. 
What would have happened if he had said, well, you know, Jesus, if, if you want to help us, just help, just do a miracle. And, and, and what would have happened if he had said, well, no, you know, we, we, we've tried, we, we, we've, we've had enough of trying, Jesus. We just want to go home now. I'll tell you what would have happened. We would not be reading about this miracle in the Bible of this great catch of fish. This entire miracle hinged on them hearing what Jesus said and doing it. That, this miracle wasn't going to just happen by itself. They had, to, they had to hear the instruction. They had to do something. Now, one of the reasons many people are not experiencing the miraculous is they're not putting themselves in a position to hear what God is saying. Either they're so busy talking at God, <laughs> praying, that's good to pray, or when God is trying to teach and show things, they're pushing it away. They're, they're, they're not valuing hearing what God is saying. See, God's looking for people who value his word. Now, I'm talking to the converted here because you guys come every week. You want to be taught. But it's amazing. Large portions of the church do not value teaching. They don't value hearing the word of God. Uh, they're, they're, we're praying for revival. And then you say to them, come get under the word. Well, no, you know, we're not into all of that, but we're going to pray for revival. They want God to move without hearing what he's saying. It's not going to happen. In his word, he has given us keys that show us how he's going to move. And you can't push those away and then say, well, we want a revival. I say it like this. You can't push God away with one hand and draw him to you with the other hand. You can't say, God, we want your power and your miracle to move, but we don't want to hear what you have to say. We don't want to hear your word. We don't want to be taught, but we want you to move. That doesn't work like that. If you push God away in one area, you're pushing him away, basically, full stop. Can't say, God, move by your power, but we don't want to hear your word. Not going to happen. If we want the power of God to move and we want the miraculous, we want the manifestation of the spirit to happen, we need to value listening and hearing what he's saying. Because in what he is saying, he's going to show you how to get the power to move. Many people are just, they, they, they think all I've got to do is pray and then sit back and wait for God to do it. No, very often after you pray, the next thing is here, listen, hear what he's saying. This is why many people are not experiencing the miraculous. This is why many people are not experiencing the move of God. Because they're getting as far as praying, they're not getting as far as hearing and listening. Now, I'm going to come back to this passage uh, with the, the catch of fish because I'm going to show you something else in that in just a minute. But let, let's just stick on this point, and I want to show you this in a couple of other miracles. This is a very simple teaching tonight. It's not a great dynamic point, but I want you to get this because it's so important. You know, another wonderful miracle in the Bible is when Jesus turned the water into wine. Spectacular miracle. As, I mean, that is the very chemical substance of something changing from one thing to another. That's a powerful miracle. But even that miracle required listening to what Jesus said. It wasn't just the fact that, that Jesus said, oh, you're out of wine. Well, that's all right. Step back. I'm going to do a miracle. Let's look at this in John 2. How did this miracle happen? What were the keys involved in this happening? And were the receivers, was there any part that the receivers of this miracle played in whether it happened or not? Well, let's have a look. So I won't read it all, but in John chapter 2, Basically, they're at a wedding feast. They run out of wine. 
Jesus's mother comes to Jesus and said, they got no wine. What's she doing? Well, you could say she's praying right there. She's asking. Praying, one of the meanings of the word to pray is to ask. She's coming to Jesus, highlighting the lack. There's no wine. But And then Jesus said to a woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My, my hour has not yet come. <laughs> okay, that's another, that's another thing. We'll look, maybe talk about what was going on there at another time. But in verse 5, his mother then said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now, this, 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 this Mary, Jesus' mother, she knew some things about having a miracle happen in her life because a few years before, she'd experienced a virgin birth. She knew some things about miracles. Now, that virgin birth started with an angel coming and speaking some things to her. And, 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 and her and Joseph had to listen, had to hear, even after the birth of Jesus. They had to be directed. They had to hear what God was saying. Uh, to go to Egypt, to come back for, the, for two years worth. Then she'd been raised around Jesus. Uh, uh, Jesus, the word of God. Jesus had a love for the word of God. There are, she knew some things. And Je uh, you know, Jesus hadn't been doing miracles up until this point. But, this, but Jesus' mother realized something about the importance of what is said and acting on what is said. Now, she might not have known exactly what was going to happen here about a miracle, but she had enough sense to say, pay attention to what he's saying and do it. This is where many Christians are missing it. They're not listening. They're not hearing. They're not doing. They're just praying God do. And after praying, very often God's trying to speak some things. So what happens here? They have now requested. They've spoken to Jesus. They've prayed. What happens next? Verse 6. Now there was now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Verse seven. How did this miracle now begin to happen? Did Jesus just say, "All right, guys, stand back, Every, everybody, stand back and just watch what the Lord's going to do"? You, you don't have to do anything. It's okay. You just all watch. Is that what happened? Is that how this miracle happened? No. This miracle did not happen just because Jesus told everybody to stand back and do nothing. And God will just move anyway. This is what many people are wanting right now. They want to pray and then they want to stand back and do nothing. And they want God to just move. You know how God's going to move? He is, he is speaking some things. He is saying some things. The question is, are we listening? Are we hearing? Because in what God is saying is the release of that power is the release of what's of what we're praying for so what happens here jesus doesn't just say to everybody stand back guys i'll do this all it's not what happens jesus verse 7 jesus said said he spoke this miracle started with an instruction he said to them fill the water pots with water so off they went they filled the water pots with water put the water pots down in front of them and and uh, they filled them all the way up to the brim. They come back to Jesus. And now, now the miracle happens. No, <laughs> no miracle happens yet. Jesus gives them a second instruction. Verse 8, he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. Let's ask ourselves an interesting question. What would have happened if the servants had not done either of those two instructions? Would we be reading about this miracle at the wedding feast in Cana of where the water was turned into wine right now? We would not. No. If those servants had not followed the instruction, if they hadn't listened, 
the miracle wouldn't have happened. Now, I can't stress this enough. I can't stress this enough. Now, I won't go into detail because I want to look at the word here. But I remember years ago in my own life, I was believing God for something. And I was believing and I was praying and I was believing and I was praying. And, and deep down inside of me, God was speaking something to me. And I kept pushing it away. And I, I you know, I, I wasn't that I was empty doing it. It was just wasn't important to me. In my heart, I could, I, God was giving me instruction. But, you know, I, was, I just kept pushing it away, getting on with my business and trying to pray and pray. God, God. And it was a financial miracle in my case. And, 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 and I just kept delaying and putting it off and pushing back what God was speaking in my heart. And eventually, see, God was trying to help me. Eventually, the Spirit of God spoke to me, said this, if you do not do what I have told you to do, you will not get that financial miracle. Well, that got my attention. <laughs> that got my attention. I did it. And you know what happened? I got the miracle. And it was a, a, God moved in a spectacular way. Powerful way. But many people are just waiting for God to just move in and do the miracle. When he is speaking some things. He is saying, listen, pay attention. Hear what I'm saying. Because in what I'm saying is the release of that miraculous power. And people keep pushing it. They do what I did. I'm not criticizing you. I've done it. <laughs> I've just told you, I was kept pushing it away. We have a tendency to do that. We don't value a specific thing God's trying to highlight. And we keep pushing it aside. We don't, it's not that important. Oh God, we need you to move. God, pray, have a revival. And the Spirit of God says, you know what you need? Listen to my word. Oh, we don't want to do that. God, we want a revival. We want you to move. God says, listen to my word. I'm trying to show you some things. No, we don't like all that teaching stuff. God, do a revival. You know what's going to happen? Ain't going to happen. That's what's going to happen. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> the listening is key. The hearing is key. The doing what he is saying is key. God is not, very often, the release of the Spirit of God, the release of the power of the God, the release of the miraculous starts with somebody hearing and somebody doing what God is saying. You'll find this is more common in the miracles in the Bible than you realize. So we've seen two of them right now. The, the, the great cash of fish turning the water into wine. Well, let's jump down to another one. Elijah, let's jump into the Old Testament. Elijah, great prophet of God, calls famine down on the land and um, drought. <laughs> and, and what happens? Two things happen right after that. Right after G, uh, 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 Jesus, Elijah has said there's not going to be any rain on the land. Right after that, do you know what happened? God spoke to him. God told him where to go. He led him to where the miracle was going to happen in his life for provision. God led him to the brook Cherith. And it was there at the brook that the, that the ravens brought him food and he had the water of the brook. What if, he had, what if he had just sat somewhere else saying, God, we need a provision miracle here and ignored what God said? You know what would have happened? He wouldn't have had a miracle. That miraculous provision hinged on hearing and acting on what God said. Now, right after that, the brook dried up. And you know what, you know what next ha happened? The way God then provided for Elijah started with an instruction. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8, right after the, the brook dries up, verse 8, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him. Then the word of the Lord came to him. 
It doesn't just say he sat by the brook praying and saying, God, come on, do a miracle. I'm waiting for you. And might have been doing that. I don't know. But how did how did the next stage happen? How did God bring him into it? And in fact, a powerful miracle is about to happen. How did it happen? It started with him hearing what God was saying. This is a big reason why a lot of Christians are not experiencing the miracles in their life. They're praying. They're not hearing. Uh, it's a simple truth. But get this, if we want more to happen, if we want more of the manifestation of the power of God, if we want more of the miraculous, we need to value hearing a lot more. Because in hearing, you're going to get what you need to get to get to get the release of the, the miraculous. Again, I'm talking to the converted. You guys are hearers. You love the word. OK, but the, the, see this pattern. God, the word of the Lord comes to Elijah. And God gives him instruction, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon and dwell there. See, I've commanded a widow woman to provide for you there. The provision, God tells him where the provision is. But you know what? He has to hear and act. He has to go to Zarephath. His, his miracle hinged upon him hearing and acting. So he gets to Zarephath. Then he begins to talk to the widow woman. He sees this woman, widow woman. She's gathering sticks. And he calls her over. And, and basically, Elijah, let me ask you this. Is this what happened? Elijah walks up to the, mir to, to, to the miracle. Elijah walks up to the, the widow woman and says, I'm the great prophet of God. I'm going to do a miracle. Stand back. Just stand back. It's all right. You don't have to do anything. Just you stand there and just watch God manifest. And wow, your water pots and your oil is just going to multiply. No, that's not how the miracle happened. Now, a miracle did happen. That's not how. It didn't happen by God just moving divinely. It happened because of obedience to an instruction. Elijah spoke the word of the Lord to this woman. Now, he, 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 got, he knew God, what God was saying to him, but he spoke to her. Could read it all. But, and he said to, her, said to the woman, make me a small cake from the little bit of food you've got and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for your son. This is verse 13. Afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. For, verse 14, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up. And he goes on right there. But notice that it wasn't just, you don't have to do anything. God will just do a miracle and you'll have all the provision. Before that was an instruction. Make me some bread first. Because God said, it's not going to run out. And then it says, verse 15, she went away and did, according to the word of Elijah, she and all her household, uh, sorry, and she and all her household ate for many days. Is there a connection between her hearing, listening, and acting, and the manifestation of that miracle? Well, what would have happened if she hadn't obeyed? What would have happened if she had just said, no, I, you know, I don't have time to do this. You're the prophet, just do a miracle. Come on, just do a miracle. It wouldn't have been a miracle. See, we, we, we've not recognized the value of hearing, the power of listening in, in, in the area of the miraculous. We have, we have gotten so a hold of the fact that, oh, it's just all up to the Lord. All we do is pray and ask, and then we just sit back and God does a miracle. And if that's not what happens, then, well, God's not moving. That's what the church wants you to believe. That's what... Large portions, let's put it away. Large portions of ministers want you to believe that. But let's hear the Bible. Is that how it happened in the Bible? 
many, many, many times. The miracle required hearing, listening, and acting. Hearing, listening, and acting. <coughs> they had to hear what the Lord was saying. There's other examples. Jericho. How did they get that miracle? We've referred to that one already. How did they get the, 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 the miracle of Jericho? Did God just say, it's all right, guys. You just all sit in your camps. I know you want the land. I'm the Lord God. I'm going to do it all. You just all sit there, and I'm just going to go, oh, look, the walls came down. No, that's not how that miracle happened either. The miracle happened by them following an instruction. The miracle happened by them hearing and doing. And as they did that, what did they have to do? They had to march around the walls. What if they hadn't done that? Would that miracle have happened? No. Miracle wouldn't have happened. There's many others as well. You see, it takes faith. Even in the area of healing. Elijah, uh, uh, Elijah, Elisha, Elisha said to Naaman the Syrian, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Oh, I'm getting the wrong one. Elisha said to Naaman the Syrian, go wash in the Jordan. Because he had leprosy. Now, was him receiving dependence upon him follow, <coughs> following that instruction? Yes, it was. Very dependent. What I'm trying to show you is a pattern. Very often, many people are not experiencing the manifestation of the power of God because they're not hearing, they're not listening, they're not acting. Now, let's go back to Luke 5. <coughs> Luke chapter 5. Now you'll see. Let's follow this miracle through. Luke chapter 5. Verse 5, we read this. We've toiled all night. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. This is the one with the fish again. It says, now notice this next phrase. Okay. Jesus gives an instruction. Notice this is a key part of this miracle. Verse 6 says this. And when they had done this. It's, it's such, a, such a quick phrase, you can miss, miss what's being said. Jesus gave an instruction, and when they, who's they? Is this Jesus? Is this God? No. This is the, the receiver of the miracle. This is Simon. This is the fishermen. The ones who are going to receive the miracle. When they had done this. They caught a great number of fish. Now the manifestation of the power of God comes and they bring in a great catch of fish. See, it's very easy to, to miss that. It's very easy to talk about what Jesus did. Oh, Jesus gave them a great catch of fish. Look through the passage, analyze it. It hinges upon them hearing, acting and doing. That phrase in verse six, when they had done this is vital. It's vital, it's key. And this is why many people are not experiencing the manifestation of the power of God. Very often when you pray for things, whether it be a miracle in your own life, very often one of the first things, catch this, one of the first things very often God does to answer that prayer is to begin to teach you, begin to show you something, begin to maybe show you an area of thinking is changing, needs changing. He's not doing that because he's being nasty. He's not doing that because he's, He's just kind of sitting up there saying, I ain't giving it to you until you until you do this. He wants to give it to you. But he knows very often some areas in us that might be blocking it happening. Very often, the way God moves starts with speaking. 
starts with an instruction, starts with him leading. And the manifestation of power, and I know I'm being repetitive, but I'm, I'm doing this for a reason tonight. It's a simple truth. But you know how many people come? I, I, I get them all the time. People message through, through the website, oh, pray for me. And I message back and I'll say, hey, great, we'll pray for you. Can also encourage you to come and listen to the word. You know what? You never see them again. They never come back to listen to the word. They just want to be prayed for. They don't want to hear. They don't want to listen. And they want God to do the miracle. And then they'll run off somewhere else. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. There's a large portions of the church are just running around saying, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. The moment someone says, whoa, pause, hear, listen, they're off. They don't want that. And then they'll turn around afterwards and they'll say, well, you see, God never answered the prayer. No, he did. He answered the prayer when one of those people <laughs> that you said pray for me to said, okay, come, I'll help you. Let me sit you down. Listen to the word. Oh, no, I don't have time for that. Just pray for me. This is why large portions of the church are not experiencing the miraculous. It's why large portions of the church are not experiencing God, the power of God moving in their life. Because after the praying comes the listening. We can go, God, send a revival, Lord, a revival. We want a revival, Lord. God says, okay, you guys really seriously want a revival. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to have a revival. Sit down, listen. I want to tell you some things. If you want a revival, you've got to do this. Let's change in this area. Let's go. And we, no, we don't have time to listen to all that, God. Just do a revival. Let's just pray for a revival. No, prayer must work with listening, with hearing. It's got to work together. Large portions of the church are getting stirred up about praying. They're not very stirred up about listening. Why has God spent so much time bringing teaching out? Why is there such an emphasis coming out on teaching and has been for decades now? Is it because God just wants to throw it all out the window when revival comes and say, that's all right, I know I just spent the last 30 years raising up teachers, but you know, it's not that important anyway. Let's just have a revival anyway. No, he has been preparing us. There are things in what he has been saying that he knows are needed in order for us to walk in the full manifestation of his power. But large portions of the church again are pushing it away, shunning it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear. They just want to pray, sit back and let God do. But these miracles which I've shown you tonight. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to go very long tonight. I'm going to finish in a minute. These miracles here give us a powerful key. They show a major reason why many people are not experiencing the miraculous. This is a big part of where faith is involved in the miraculous. We're looking at faith and miracles. You want to know why? Because faith values what God says. Faith wants to hear. Faith wants to listen. Faith values that and recognizes that in the word, in what God is saying, is my miracle. In that is the wisdom. In that is the answer. And the more I value that, the more I listen to that, and then act on it, I know that my Heavenly Father is showing me the way to get His power released. But if we ignore that, and things don't happen, well, then we just sit back and blame God and say the miracle didn't happen because He didn't move. No, He was trying to say some things. I mean, just think about this one. For, I'm just thinking about another one in the Bible. What about Joseph? Joseph in... Uh, 
in Egypt. We Sometimes we don't think of this as a miracle, but you know what? For seven years, they had seven years of plenty. Remember, jo- uh, Pharaoh had the dream. Joseph was in prison and, and he gets jo- uh, Joseph to interpret the dream and then eventually promotes Joseph to manage the, 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 the food supply of the nation. What did God say? There's going to be seven years of plenty. Use that time to save, get it ready. And then God said, there's coming seven years of lack. Now, what would have happened if they had looked at that seven years of plenty and thought, wow, look how much plenty we've got. Let's, let's increase our exports. Let, oh, no, God said save, but you know what? Look, it's plenty. And they just began to export and begin to forget forget about saving. You know what, jo- that Joseph guy, I know he interpreted the dreams, but you know what, let's sideline him. Let's not listen. What would have happened if the Egyptians and Pharaoh had not done what God said in that time of plenty? You know what would have happened? They would have reached the time of lack and they would have struggled. This is what happens with many Christians. They're not listening. God gives an instruction. Sometimes his instructions prepare you for what's coming. Do you know that sometimes God protects you through his instructions? He shows you something. He speaks something. Sometimes people just say, it's all about prayer. You know, if I just pray Psalm 91, the Lord is my defense and my shadow. And then I just go about my life. That the Lord will just protect me. Sometimes his protection comes by him saying, don't go there. Don't do this today. Comes through an instruction. We brush it aside, we ignore it, we go into a situation, things go wrong, and we go, but I pray, God protect me. Yes, you didn't listen. Okay? Joseph, they had to listen to the instruction. They had to hear what God was saying. As they did that, that God took care of the nation and got them through. And things happened. Over and over in the Bible, this is key. Over and over in the Bible, And this is a big area where many Christians are missing it. They're praying, they're not listening. They're pushing away and devaluing listening. I know I keep saying that, but that is tonight's message. That is what I want to drive through to your heart. That is what I want you to get a hold of. Because faith faith obeys. Faith wants to listen. And the more you listen, the more you value, the more you place a priority on listening, you know what will happen? You will be positioning yourself for greater manifestations of the miraculous in your life. You will be placing yourself in a position where God's power will move more in your life. The more you pay attention to what he says, the more you'll be positioned for the power to move. The less you pay attention to what he says, the less you're going to experience. And many miracles that people have prayed for have not happened. Because after praying, they stepped back and just waited for God to do. And the whole time God was trying to say something, trying to speak something, and they're pushing it aside. They're not listening. I don't want to hear that. They're devaluing what he's saying. And then they never do it. The miracle never happens. And then they wonder, they start inventing new doctrines. So anyway, and exactly, and exactly, Helen, what you've just said there. <coughs> Sometimes the instruction, I'm shouting away here. I said, have a drink. Sometimes the instruction is in the word. 
And sometimes it's, it's things the Spirit of God directs you in your heart. And what He directs you in your heart is going to be in line with His Word. And sometimes what He directs you in your heart is to the Word. <laughs> There's times that the Spirit of God, I pray for things, and, 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 and very often after praying for it, what I'll begin to do, find out next, is that God begins to stir things in my heart, begins to show me things, begins to lead me, begins to, sometimes it's a series of things, okay, you want a revival, you want this to happen, okay, this, 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 and he starts to lead you and begins to show you the path, begins to highlight, this is where we need to move, this is what we need to hear, this is what we need to listen to, this is what needs to happen. And then he'll begin to open up the word and he begins to give you understanding. And as you begin to see it and begin to act on it and begin to help and, and more people begin to see it, then we can step into a greater manifestation of the power of God. So I totally agree with that. It's listening here and it's listening in the word. It's listening in your heart. The more we do that, the more we are a people who listen, the more we combine prayer with listening, I believe the more we'll begin to experience. Amen. So simple truth. And I've just spent today just rehashing that same truth because it's so important. But this is a big reason why many people never experience the miraculous. They're devaluing what he's saying. They're not hearing it. Hopefully you've seen that the number of miracles, these are not just everyday miracles. This is, you know, turning water into wine and some of these other miracles. These are some pretty spectacular miracles. And yet they all followed this pattern of obedience to an instruction. So let's hear that. Let's begin to realize. Let's place a greater value on listening. Bring listening in without praying. And as God begins to show you things, make sure it's Him. Make sure you're hearing God. And it's always going to be in line with the Word. As you begin to hear that, and as you, and very often as He teaches you through His Word, He'll show you principles. He is showing you the path. He is opening up. He's lighting up the path before you to how and where that manifestation of the miraculous is going to happen in your life. And as we do it, we'll step into it. Amen. So God bless you. And thank you. And I'm seeing all the comments and the amens. And I, I appreciate that. And um, I knew when I was, was preparing this today, a very simple message. It's just I, I knew I had to get this point out. And I know many of you know it, but these messages get listened to by other people as well. And as we make this connection between the important, this is why many people are not experiencing the miraculous. They're praying. They're not listening and they're not doing and it's not happening. Amen. So God bless you and thank you. It's good to see some of you. I'll read the comments. So let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you'll help us to begin to understand this powerful truth. Help us to begin to recognize that the more we hear, the more we listen, the more we value what you're saying, the more the manifestation of your power we're going to experience. It's not just about us stepping back, waiting for you to do. It's about us hearing about us paying attention and help us to listen more father god help us even people listening right now people here right now who who might be believing god for something lord if they if they've missed the truth if you've been trying to highlight something to them and they haven't heard it and they pushed it aside i pray father god that you'll just bring it to their attention again if there's certain things that people here need to actually listen to and need to pay attention to in order to get them that manifestation in their life Highlight it again. I ask you, Father God, show us. Help us to see it. You're a merciful Father. If we'd missed it the first time, give us another chance to hear it again and see what we need to be seeing. And highlight that truth. And I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm just going to end on this. 
one of the truths that very often, and I, this is why I taught what I taught last week. This is why I'm talking about faith and miracles. Because so often, one of the truths, the major truth that God highlights to people when he wants to move is he'll point them back. He'll say, your answer's in faith. Your answer is in the truths of faith. I've had many times in my life where I've been praying for things. And, I, you know, I'm a teacher of faith. I know about faith. I was raised in faith teaching and, and understanding, believing God. But even me, there's times that God, I'll be praying for something and God will remind me of a principle of faith. And he'll point it to his word and he says, there's your answer right there. And I'm going, wow, I've known it all along. I just kind of just forgot about it while I was praying. Then God said, yeah, listen, there's your answer right there. Do that. Put that into practice. There you'll get your result. And I believe that. Amen. It's good. God bless you all. God is good. And we will see you. Uh, again next week for still talking about miracles. Hopefully you're not bored about hearing about the miraculous yet because I'm planning to keep talking about it. We're circling around this subject in different ways because I know God wants to do more. And the reason he's getting us to teach more, teach on it is what I've just talked about tonight. So we can listen, we can hear, we can see what's, what's going to take to get more to happen. Amen. God bless you. And uh, we will see you all again um, next week at the same time.